It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, the Toronto Raptors introduced Darko Ryakovic as their new head coach, and now it's time to plot the course forward. Are the Raptors back? Do they have a track and a direction once again? And what about their development system? Is there a chance that that can turn around as well with Darko Ryakovic in tow? We will get into all of it with Katie Heidel, who was there yesterday for the presser. Let's get to it. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free time of the Hail Mary 3 by Mopey. Get that garbage out of here. What's going on and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, June the 14th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can go and follow the show uh, on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors, on Twitter at Lockdown Raptors, even though I can't really access the Lockdown Raptors Twitter from TweetDeck right now because TweetDeck is a broken mess of a machine, uh, but that's not my problem. That's someone else's uh you can also support the show by following subscribing rating and reviewing all of your podcast apps and on youtube and please come hang out in the locked on raptors discord server the place to be if you're looking for like a friendly kind non-toxic non-angry place to talk about the toronto raptors among friends so come join the link in the description it's a great time again during game five of the finals a finals closeout game it was tied in the third quarter and the conversation in the the discord was not about the basketball happening but about gary trent jr's option it really is the place if you're a sicko like all the people who are in there come hang out in the lockdown raptors discord we are ramping up the chatter ahead of next week's draft. Uh, on today's show, we're digging into Darko, baby, the, the presser. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, but yeah, Darko Ryakovic introduced yesterday. We're going to dig into our big takeaways from the press conference. We're going to get into the idea that the Raptors may or may not be back on the tracks as a franchise and also talk a little about player development via a mailbag question from the Discord. But before we dive into that, we must introduce our guest. It is, of course, the wonderful Katie Heindel from Dime, from the world-famous basketball feelings. Katie, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. A little sleepy. It's been a busy week, um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm good. You, uh, hey, we're, we're recording this one. Crack of dawn. It's we are. wonderful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's uh, 
Yeah, we're having a great time over here uh, because, yeah, well, why not wake up at 7.30 to talk about the Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, Katie, let's dive in to sort of big takeaways from yesterday's presser. Uh, obviously, outside, that was fun. Just yeah. uh, glad it didn't rain like it did later in the afternoon because that would have been bad news. But yeah, outdoor unveiling of Darko Ryakovic as the new head coach of the Toronto Raptors. The vibes were great. The X's and O's questions were being answered earnestly and not shoot away curtly what a wonderful new era it seems we've re- reached here as toronto raptors fans uh katie what were your sort of big takeaways from darko ryakovich's introductory press conference i think um the main thing was probably you know you touched on it just like the setting and it being outside the stage set up the balloons the kind of fanfare of it um at first it it struck me as like you're you're trying you're trying to really make an event out of this but then i thought more about it i was like well yeah it makes sense that the team is you know one it's nice for darko coming in um first time head coaching position two you know this does represent a change for the franchise that hasn't really had these kinds of changes very Mm -hmm. much at all like if you go back to casey and then think of the fact that nurse was on casey's staff you know to have these organizational new leafs you know so to speak without many ties to the past Mm -hmm is a pretty rare thing. I'd say it's like a rare thing for a good team. You don't want it to happen all that often. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the energy probably was the second thing. I mean, that's definitely why they had it outside. It could feel like exciting and novel, but it also did really feel like that. Um, When I was chatting with some folks after, you know, like in the organization, the main takeaway was just Darko's energy level across the board. Mm-hmm. Super positive, like really upbeat guy, really loves communication with all, like across the board with kind of like not just his team, not just the assistants, you know, just like with the entire organization and the people within it, which I think is a little bit refreshing considering mm-hmm. how things maybe ended up you know, this past season and are you saying that there might've been some communication breakdowns on the team this past year, communication breakdowns, Mm. maybe like cliques, you know, stuff that some of that's (laughs) natural. I think some of that is brought on by the characters of the people involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway. So he just seemed really open, excited, super grateful. Um, And it felt good. It felt just like the energy shift, so much of what I thought when I thought, like, what do the Raptors need in a coach has honestly boiled down to, like, of course it matters. <laughs> but that just any change, like mm-hmm. any kind of energy shift and change would be so welcomed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was definitely my overall takeaway. Yeah, look, do I think the Raptors were intentionally going out there trying to throw a post-Nick Nurse party no. Did it kind of feel like that what it was? Like, we're just watching on TV a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just like, yeah, it, it very much felt like a kind of new vision for how things are going to operate mm-hmm. from the coach on down. And, you know, it obviously, I don't think Nick Nurse and the front office were necessarily out of tune when it came to their sort of big picture beliefs. I think maybe the roster building and all that stuff like there was some tension in discord obviously there was he's no longer the coach there was clearly some sort of rift there um but yeah it just feels like a a really refreshing i think that's a really good word that you use just to kind of revamp the Mm -hmm. feeling of the franchise where it felt so dour and like heavy at the back part 
of last season. Um, was there anything in particular that Darko said that caught your eye? I mean, I think a lot of this stuff was pretty predictable if you had kind of consumed any of the publicly available stuff that he had out there, whether it's podcast appearances, written articles, stuff like that. Um, I don't think he like surprised anybody necessarily by, uh, you know, detailing what his plans were. But did, did mm-hmm. you have anything that he said that kind of resonated with you at all? I mean, it was all pretty high level stuff at this point. Um, but... I think my main takeaways were, one, he's a very well-educated guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's very smart that in Europe, you have to go to school to become yeah. a basketball coach. Because and he did it twice he in two languages. Twice. Yeah, he did do it <laughs> twice. And, you know, I think it just makes for like a much more well-rounded mm-hmm. person in general. And he talked about wanting to bring some of those elements outside of, you know, your traditional typical basketball elements. Um into coaching and how he coaches and kind of his approach to just like working with people like players as people first. Um, obviously that was music to my ears. Um, <laughs> and I think the other big takeaway for me was development coming yeah. in as a huge key and kind of cornerstone again, like that word kept coming up a lot. I thought that was fairly fitting for some of the comments Masai made toward the end of this past season of just like, we sort of got off track there. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of young players. We haven't necessarily seen them progress. We wondered why they weren't progressing. Um, we thought there was kind of a plan in place for them. There wasn't. And, you know, the Raptors, this was like a fundamental cornerstone of the franchise for so many years. Uh, and it just kind of went by the wayside, whether that's like a personnel thing, whether that's a priorities thing. We don't really know the full story. But mm-hmm. it is nice to hear that that's going to be kind of front and center on Darko's radar. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, you know, I, I think the way I've heard now Darko talk a couple times yesterday and then in his podcast appearance that I keep on saying, everyone should be listening to if you're interested in Darko's whole thing because it was just really fantastic. It's like an hour and 20 minutes of him just mm-hmm. talking about how he feels about basketball. It's awesome. Um, but the thing that really, you know, he, he seems to really understand 82 games is a long time mm-hmm. and like not everything is going to be a win every single day. And it's about sort of incremental improvements, incremental growth. And I really feel like that was something that was lost this past season. And part of it is the fact that the roster had seven to eight players you could trust on a given night. Part of the fact is that Nurse didn't seem all that interested in going outside of that trusted mm-hmm. circle in the interest of developing guys because he was sort of hell-bent on winning each and every single basketball game, which, to his credit, like, that's a quality you probably want at some point. Um, but I-, I think for where this team is right now, it just wasn't the right set of buttons to press. And it feels now like the guy they have in there is, you know... It- the Raptors' whole thing in the last decade was they were able to toe the line of developing players while being competitive, and they've proven you can do it. I think you have to have a coach who's committed to it and who really like buys into that concept, and I don't know if that was the case this past season. It does feel like Darko perhaps brings that sort of view of things and, and you know the, the sort of skill set to make that potentially viable. There's no guarantees. Young players are bad a lot of the time, and they're going to have their mistakes, but... 
um, you know, the Raptors have proven in the past that you can do it. It's just a really hard thing to do. You got to have the right guy for the job. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to come back on the other side, Katie, get into the idea that the Raptors are kind of back on the tracks as a franchise. What is their direction? Do do we feel like they have one now? And how does that pertain to the uh, player decisions that are going to be coming down here as well? We'll get into that in just a sec before we dive in there. However, we've got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks, who have made daily fantasy sports super fun, super easy, and super accessible. I got to fix my screen here. There we go. Um, if you are someone who doesn't like the season long grind of fantasy sports, right now the baseball season is ongoing, and a season long baseball fantasy league is just such a drag. By the time June comes around, you're probably not even paying attention to your team anymore. Or maybe I'm just the loser at all these leagues who keeps on forgetting to keep pay attention to my teams. But if you're like me and don't like the season long grind of fantasy sports, Prize Picks is a great place to do it because you can just do single day. I got the itch to play fantasy today. Let's go. And you can just go in and pick the players you want to pick and whether they will get more or less than their current projection in a given stat. So you want to get Kevin Gosman and say he's going to get more than the nine and a half strikeouts he's projected for. You can do that. And you can also do that with up to six players on any given entry. If you win them all, you get up to 25 times your money back. That is awesome. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections. And of course, It's not just baseball. It's not just basketball. It's every sports league under the sun is available to go and play prize picks. With download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100 in your account to hang out with your original $100. What a great deal that is. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with prize picks. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here. Katie Heindel of Diamond Basketball Feelings Along. Thanks to the everyday listeners of the show. If you are an everydayer, let us know in the comments. Uh, Come hang out in the Discord, all that good stuff. Love to know which freaks are out there tuning into this show every day. We love you, you freaks. Get help. Uh, All right. Katie, uh, the direction of the Toronto Raptors. This was a through line of a lot of our conversations this year from Mm -hmm. the very beginning of the year when Masai Ujiri kind of didn't really state the goal for the season. And I think a lot of the issues kind of spiraled from that, you know, lack of a stated direction that the team was going in. Obviously, there are very big questions still looming over this team. Three pending UFAs. Will they trade Pascal Siakam at the draft? Will they trade OG Ananobi at the draft? Will they just nuke the whole thing? Uh, or will they kind of run it back and retool and try to do this thing with the their sort of established MO of keep good players and have it grow into something over time? Um, you know, with those big caveats and questions, you know, considered... Do you feel like yesterday was kind of like a resetting of the direction of the franchise at all? Yes and no. I think um, it's too soon, and it would have been too soon in a, in a situation like that to say, like, here's what the team's going to look like next season. Here's mm-hmm. kind of our new direction. Masai did say to really, you know, take in the moment and realize, you know, to what I said earlier, kind of like, 
how rare this is. This is like a new turn for us. Still brought it all back to winning, you know, and wanting to win um, and thinking that that's possible in Toronto. Uh, I thought it was a nice gesture that you've got some of the, like the young guys showed up, you know, for the presser yesterday. Uh, I saw there was like some chatter around who was there and who wasn't, but I really think that just comes down to who's still in the city. Yes, it's not that it's complex. Not the personal. team is not being built around Alano <laughs> Banton and Christian Coloco and Ron Harper. I mean, Jr. I would love great that. guys. Yeah. yeah, but like, <laughs> but, come on. <laughs> but no, I think it's just they're the ones that are still here. Alano mm -hmm. is from here, so yeah, he, he just hopped there. off the bus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know, Darko's going to talk about the people that are sitting right in front of him. Also, mm -hmm. they are. It, I think it also reinforces that these are the young guys that didn't really get the growth. You know, as we talked about earlier, that they wanted last season. So of course, mm -hmm. that's the focus too. I think just the fact that there is there is going to be a new direction because you're under you're under a new coach who's going to have mm -hmm. to hire like a entirely new coaching staff like yeah. just that has just been vacated right so that's going to be like a completely new direction um it's inevitable that the franchise will look a lot different next year in terms of how they play the things that he brings in from the grizzlies just when you know the raptors aren't the grizzlies like mirror image uh like personnel wise but just like a real kind of explosive pushing the pace i think that goes really well with what the the length and he talked about that a little bit yesterday too just mm -hmm. that he liked the playing style of the team he kind of liked already what they've got set up in terms of just like a i don't know just like a backbone of identity mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on who they have and what they play like so i think you take all those things into account you kind of look at his own track record you have a decent sense of where things are going to go. I don't think they're going to get off to a slow start. I think they're going to hit the ground running this yeah. season. You also have to do that a little bit as a head coach. I really did like hearing from Masai and later from Bobby, just the trust that they've got in him. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they are kind of willing to just hand over the franchise again, despite maybe their misgivings of not being more involved last season, mm -hmm. you know, but they recognize like, no, we got a new coach. It's kind of comes with it. You can't just like be a helicopter president, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like a helicopter front office in some cases. So there were little hints here and there, but like, no, it's way too soon to say like, this is what they're going to play like, yeah. you know, this, these are the kind of schemes they're going to run. I think summer league will be a good indicator of that. So we'll be who they pick up in the draft, obviously. And like um, what they do with their own guys, right? Like that'll true. probably yeah. be pretty telling I too. I guess that's like the, the big, <laughs> big question. Um, yeah. And I've heard I've heard Darko talk about Scotty. Uh, mm -hmm. He went on Will Lewis' uh, show yesterday and he was talking about what a talent he thinks Scotty is, you know, things that we've heard before about like progress not being linear, but it is still refreshing to hear a head coach say that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and just know that he's like very familiar with Scotty's uh, – the way that he plays his work ethic they've already talked a bunch it sounds mm -hmm. like so i think um those were my main concerns because whoever does stay of these free agents they're such established players mm -hmm. that i'm not worried about them fitting into whatever he wants to bring to the team that's the thing, right, is I think there's this sort of assumption that, like, Pascal and Fred are, like, the old guard and whoever the new coach is, like, they're just not going to blend in with, mm -hmm. like, these guys are professionals, man. Like, they have won a championship before. 
They've seen what it takes to win a championship. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It requires a lot of personal sacrifice. It requires a lot of burying your ego, all of that stuff. It's all ethereal. You can't quantify it. But like, ask any team that's won a championship, they will tell you that that stuff is part of it all. And I don't think that they just kind of like forgot that that's part of the formula here. The last couple of years have been weird. The Nick Nurse era did not end wonderfully. Yes, Fred Van Vliet did not have a perfect season. Yes, Pascal Siakam had his ups and downs. But, like, these guys are pros. And mm -hmm. if it comes in and, and Darko Ryakovich is establishing, like, okay, this is going to flow through Scotty now, but we're playing this more sort of egalitarian offense. We're playing beautiful ball. Everyone's touching the ball and moving and feeling all right. Like, they're part of the offense. Like, they can fit into that. This is not some like square peg round hole situation. Like it's being socialist. Kind of it's going to be socialist Euro ball. Oh baby, we love it. Uh, <laughs> just collecting taxes as they <laughs> run pick and rolls, baby. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I do feel like it's gotten back on the tracks. Not so much with like the on court stuff, mm -hmm. but it does feel like they stand a very good chance with Darko at the helm of kind of getting back to the more familial vibe the team has had in the last 10 years. That has been, I think, a really big part of their success. We've talked about it. Like in a league, especially now, where everyone's talented, there's talent dispersed throughout the league. There's no like glaringly awful rosters unless you're the Washington Wizards. Like you're, you're sorry, Wizards fans just catching strays, but they're used to it by now. Um, but like, you know, the I lost my train of thought. It's too early. Uh, <laughs> the talent no, I, is very far-reaching. Yeah, exactly. So the talent's dispersed. It's all over the place. And so the the differentiator here is going to be like the teams that can come together to be better than the sum of their parts. So they're going to be the ones who are finding the most success. And they lost that last year. Hearing Darko Ryakovich talk about how like. He wants all of his players to know that he loves them and like that he is like there to sort of like invest in them as people and like the, the value of communication and getting to know people like that's the stuff you want to hear, baby. That is how you get back to like a franchise with a like an admirable, enviable culture. And, mm -hmm. and again, there's no guarantee it's going to happen. He, he's still got to get into the job and you have to see how it all plays out. There's no guarantees in anything with new head coaches coming in, but the way he talks, the things he seems to prioritize, that stuff just did not feel like it was part of the equation at all last year. And I'm really, really excited about that potential change in direction to kind of set the Raptors up in a more sort of positive and cohesive and on the string together kind of track. And it honestly makes me more curious, like if they do run it back, like mm -hmm. how much of like maybe the, the coaching change really is all you needed. Like I don't know. We we went into last season thinking this team was talented. It's by no means a perfect roster. There are holes. There's no shooting. They need more guard play, et cetera, et cetera. But like we went in last year, everyone was picking them to be like the surprise darling home court team in the first round of the playoffs for a reason. <laughs> Stands to reason if you kind of fix some of the very large big picture problems that existed, the similar group of players with some new direction, with some internal development, there's no reason to think they can't have like a much better season than they had last year and flirt with what they were a couple of years ago and kind of get back on that positive, you know, linear upward trajectory, that type of thing. So maybe that's super duper optimistic. Maybe everyone doesn't want to hear that and it's just get rid of all the players anyway and get some new guys in to play with Darko. And hey, that's fine too if that's what you want to do. But um, I'm just heartened by the fact that it seems like there's going to be uh, more playing for one another and being there for one another than there was last year, it seems. Uh, 
Katie, we're going to come back, round it out, talk a little about player development when it comes to a few of the bench dudes and, uh, you know, the younger guys who were, of course, sitting front row, the core of the team going forward yesterday. Uh, we're going to get into them and sort of figure out who stands a good chance of benefiting from the arrival of Darko Ryakovic. We'll get to that in a sec. Before we do that, however, just a reminder, go check out Locked on Leafs. The NHL draft is coming up. The offseason is going to be wild for the Leafs. And Mike and Dave do a great job covering the buds every day on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube with Locked on Leafs. Go check them out. That's a wonderful, wonderful podcast about a team that I hate. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Katie, let's uh, round this out. Player development. Is it back, baby? Uh, You know, this has been a thing that's been lacking. We talked about it. And, And look, part of this is the cost of winning a championship. You get fewer shots at draft picks and young players when you're trading all your stuff for Mark Gasols and guys who are going to help you win championships Mm -hmm. who eventually end up leaving for nothing in free agency, justifiably, but still. This talent drain is just a thing. Um, You know, part of this is it seems like ever since really the COVID bubble that the connection between the 905 and the Raptors has kind of fallen apart a little bit. There's not been that sort of direct line of talent sort of being pumped through the the organization from the 905 to use a very vivid term um <laughs> i i think um you know the, the the question comes in from our discord listener hickey 420 asking do any of our young guys benefit from this change of coach will flynn or banton be able to flourish in a bit more of a new system how does it change things for guys like coloco harper and Doughton? we don't have to go maybe necessarily into specifics on each of these guys because we are going to do that on tomorrow's show with jamar's we're going to revisit bench guy or goodbye our very cool and popular uh parlor game that everybody loved yeah. from about, about a month ago um <laughs> but uh you know you're your general feeling on those young guys is there one who maybe comes to mind as someone who you think is like a a pretty exciting potential like career savior situation with Darko here I mean I'll just go with what he said himself which is singling Delano out he was talking about his cutting right right um Delano has been somebody that I think did really suffer from not having many reps at all last season and has shown promise Mm. and then the times that he was asked to play flailed a little bit because i think he didn't have any kind of baseline right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. experience um so i I guess i would single him out as someone i think could really do well under akovich um and then all the other guys that were there yesterday i think as well we talked about scotty barnes a little bit but i think just it's tough. It's tough to come into the league in a system that is kind of like 
tapering off and maybe, you know, they didn't really know that at the time. Um, but you, you talked, you said something earlier that kind of stuck with me is like Nick nurse was kind of coaching the team. Like he wanted to coach versus the team that he had, yeah. you know, last season, when I think about his situation now with the Sixers, that's definitely more of like, okay, that's in line with the team he wants to coach right. that he thinks is kind of like up to par for the things he'll ask of them. Um, he didn't necessarily coach to the strength of his players. Scotty Barnes was a huge uh, piece of that. Um, I don't think he failed him by any means, but I am really curious to see what this sort of approach and definitely like more of a hands-on checking in with guys, openly communicative, mm -hmm. not necessarily just like parceling things off to an assistant mm -hmm. to sort of then deal with players as I think was nurse's sort of approach to coaching. Um, I'm curious to see how somebody like Scotty Barnes will thrive in that in his third year. I think he mm -hmm. really will. He strikes me as more of a hands-on kind of player. He'll do well with that. Uh, and then I think everyone else will probably just enjoy like the breath of fresh air. We've talked about so much, but the fact that development came up at all, mm -hmm. I'm glad it did because honestly, that's one of the things that like a lot of other teams in the league have flirted with and really tried to get a handle on like the Warriors tried, you know, to the point where they poach JAMA from the Raptors mm -hmm. and try and kind of implement a mirror system uh, didn't really work because it's not their priority. And it really does have to be a priority. It can't just be something that you say we want to do. You have yeah. to have the personnel there. You have to like show that there's a conduit from your G league team to your like home team, you know, like there have to be all these things in place and the Raptors have that infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Um, they just kind of need to repopulate it. And it's yeah. also just been a great calling card to winning because you're still in a situation, maybe now more than ever, where you're not likely to attract Huge free agent signings. Free so agency is like going to be dead league wide with the new rules coming in. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced. There's like, that it's just not too. a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going against that, and the Raptors already had kind of a lot going against that. So the return to development is a really usable tool, and I think like something that can give the Raptors an edge mm -hmm. uh, in the coming seasons was really heartening to me. I mean, I know I harp on it a lot, but I really think it's such a key to what the new kind of league looks like where you've got such a proliferation of role players, you know, but role players only become that way through like real them kind of digging in on it and also having the people around them that are willing to support that sort of work and mm -hmm. um, players really being able to like hone in on new skills season over season. Uh, and I think just, you know, again, finally to talk, to touch on what we talked about also, you know, the breadth of talent league wide, like you look at a team like the Nuggets, it's like these are going to be probably more slow build situations yeah. to championships. And the Raptors are far off from that. But I do think these are the building blocks that will get them back there. Yeah, I mean, the development thing, it's not just like a nice thing to have. You know, it was a really nice thing when it was at its heyday for the Raptors because mm -hmm. it put them ahead of the competition because they were kind of like the first on it when realizing, hey, there's this whole team where we can develop our players to then bring to our team like this is crazy like they just discovered minor league baseball exists or something like it was you know that they had that edge and then the edge kind of went away because everyone mm -hmm. else realized oh this is pretty important isn't it let's maybe uh, invest in this as well and now i think it's all but one team has a g league affiliate um but like yeah this is a team that needs to be 
prioritizing this because this is how you get players, whether it's you develop players into the Fred Van Vliet's or Pascal Siakam's of the world, or you end up trading your good young players for better players. This this is going to be the avenue, especially for a team like the Raptors that I don't think is really ever going to entertain like a deep rebuild under Masai mm-hmm. Ujiri that does not seem like how he's wired. And so they're not going to be this team that's in like constant pick accrual, accru- accrual mode to have a million chips to go throw around like they're Sam Presti. Um, this is going to be another team... one, by the way. I thought of you with that. <laughs> what was that? Presti got like another pick. He got. They oh got yeah. Pick. Oh yeah. This is watching him get a twenty twenty nine pick You're from the, the Nuggets. What a, <laughs> what a freak! What a freak! Anyway, yeah. I, I just think it's it's fundamental to what the Raptors want to do. This is not a franchise that's going to go and lure big free agents, as you mentioned. And, and again, the the idea of free agency is going to die as we know it as the league gets more cramped financially under the new second apron. And so it is going to be about, you know, where can you find advantages on the margins and then parlay those into bigger advantages. And the development track is where this is going to happen. We'll get into the specifics of giving players tomorrow with Jamar Hines. I do want to say I'm really excited about Christian Coloco and what he mm-hmm. could be within this team. I think music to my ears here in Darko talk about wanting to play a defense that's normal, uh, where they stop <laughs> the paint in corner threes. What a concept. Uh, and I really feel like Back Coloco could really thrive there. Yeah. yeah like, huh. <laughs> the most efficient shots. What if we stopped those? What a concept. Unbelievable. Um Anyway, not to dance on the Nick Nurse departure too much. I just, I, I think maybe we. I mean, the Raptors like, danced on it. it. You yeah. said it earlier. They handed so out I ice cream. Like I don't can... remember them handing out ice cream when uh, Nick Nurse was coach at any point. Like that you know, was yeah. maybe just like a little color <laughs> aside. Like obviously they had that going, but then someone forgot to announce it, so it came from Masai. Like at the very end of the press, <laughs> like, to hear Masai be like, "President of your basketball club," be like, "And we have ice cream." <laughs> And pretty awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Katie, uh, we're gonna wrap it there. Thank you so much for for jumping on to hang out. We'll be back again tomorrow again to play goodbye or bench guy or goodbye part two with Jamar Hines as we'll run through the Raptors bench players and how we feel about them now that we know that Darko Ryakovich is the head coach compared to how we felt about him a month ago. Uh, and then on Friday, I'll do an episode about Scoot Henderson, future Toronto Raptors, Scoot Henderson, at least for a lot of very hopeful Raptors fans who are surely not going to be let down when that deal doesn't happen, right? Uh, but Katie, before we wrap up here, anything you want to promote for the good people out there? Uh, let's see. I should have something coming out on as beef uh, about Jamal Murray. Um, I do have some stray thoughts about the Miami heat still. Uh, you thoughts about the Miami heat. No, those may be on dime. Um, I had a great interview with the, with a up and coming like this, this draft soon to be NBA draftee. Uh, so I'll have a profile on them. Exciting. Also on Dime shortly. Very cool. I'm excited to ask offline who that's about. Uh, we will uh, leave some mystery there, though, and wrap up Ooh. the show there. Ooh, who is it? It's uh, not Victor. Sorry, everybody. It's uh, not Victor. Damn. <laughs> damn. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for being an everyday listener. And thanks for going and following, subscribing, rating, reviewing on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Telling a friend. It's always much appreciated. And also join the Lockdown Raptors Discord. The link is in the 
description as always come hang out super fun loving all of the folks in there we're nearing 100 people in there 100 sickos come hang out with 100 sickos what an advertising line that is Uh, (laughs) but with that we will leave it there we'll talk to you again on thursday thanks so much for hanging bye-bye Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.